Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Bet Online is your number one source for your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. Bet Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting in your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. So head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember, to use promo code BELIEVE for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's B L E A V. Bet online where the game starts. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of the Believe in Lions podcast. That's B L E A V. And we are not too happy here today. This is one day after the Lions lost, the Lions were robbed. By the Dallas Cowboys and the refs, a game they should have won, should have been the two seed, but it just ends like that. And I am here to cover it today with a man who knows a little something about the Detroit Lions, something about adversity with the Detroit Lions, led the inter- led the NFL in interceptions, the one, the only, all pro safety, Glover Quinn. What's up, man? How you doing? I've been better. I've been better. It's. I, I'm still happy about the new year coming in. It's a beautiful time of year. Celebrate with your family, your friends, your loved ones. But my goodness, am I frustrated after yesterday? Yeah. Uh, you know. I think you. You. I mean, you. You. You say the words of a lot of Lions fans right now, and I wouldn't necessarily just say Lions fan. I would probably just say football fans. You know, even like it's hard for me to even just say Cowboys fans, right? Cowboys won the game. I get it. But if you are a true fan of the game and respect the game of football, you understand and you just want the game to be played the right way. If you win, you win. You lose, you lose, right? So to me, it's hard to listen to a Cowboy fan say, oh, they done this right. Oh, that was the right call. No, it clearly wasn't. Clearly wasn't. And I've been hearing all day today, oh, well, they the tripping call that they made on the Cowboys tight end was really against Aiden Hutchinson. So that should uh Guys, 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 we can always go back throughout the game and say, oh, the pass interference call that they didn't make on Amon Ross St. Brown should have been a pass. Like, we could go back and do all those things, right, throughout the course of the game. We could do all those things. The biggest moment in the game, the biggest moment in the game, 
in that situation, the referees can't make a mistake. Especially when it's they know what's coming to do. Right. And it's not like it's a high pace, fast pace moment. Right. You can't make a mistake in that moment. And like you said, they done already warned you that it's coming. They've been setting it up all game. People think that in the NFL, which is the highest level of football in America, that you just supposed to blatantly say, hey, guys, I'm Taylor Decker. I'm reporting for duty. It's not how it works, guys. That's why That's why they do so many different things, right? That's why offenses run a bunch of guys on, run a bunch of guys off, right? They do it. They try to because if you got the if you got Usain Bolt on your sideline and he's not in the game generally, if you just blatantly put him in and announce to everybody that Usain Bolt's in the game, we probably expecting him to go up top, right? So they want to try to sneak Usain Bolt in the game so that people don't recognize that he's in the game so that we can catch you off guard, right? So knowing that this was a possibility that they had in the in the books, we're going to build this into our game plan. We're going to have Dan Skipper coming in, and he's going to be the eligible guy multiple times. Why? So that the defense can see Dan Skipper running in multiple times throughout the game, reporting him as eligible. Because by the time you get to the end of the game, you're not even really paying attention to the referee. You just hear him say, such and such is eligible. Wooty, wooty, woo. They ain't did nothing all game but run the ball when he was in there. Right? Just only this time, Dan Skipper comes running in, but Taylor Decker is in your face. Taylor Decker is telling you that he's reporting. But to the whole stadium, it looks like Dan Skipper is coming in. And the referee fell victim to that. He assumed, he assumed that Skipper was reporting. He looked Decker in his face. It was one of those, it was one of those things where you know how you you see these little things on Instagram or social media where it say, if you look at this right here, the word that you're looking at is the word that you will hear in your brain, right? They might have red and green up there and they're saying something, but if you look at the word green, that's the word that you'll hear them saying. If you look at the word red, you you see what I'm saying? I think it was a situation like that because you're looking at Taylor, but you've been hearing 70 is reporting all game. You're looking at Taylor, but you've been hearing 70. Or you're looking at Taylor and you glance and you see 70, but you hear Taylor. You see 70, you hear Taylor. Something happened right there. And when you go and tell them 
that 70 reported, 70 never said a word to you. You left before 70 even got there. He never said a word to you. He was so far away, too. He was yeah. so far away. If you didn't hear Taylor, there's no way you heard Dan Skipper. And everybody's saying this and this and that. That's how you have to do it. That's how you have to do it because otherwise, if Dan Skipper has been coming in as the eligible guy all game, and then you make it obvious that, hey, Taylor Decker just declared it's a red flag. It's a red flag. Defenses might be a little more on their antennas. So you got to make it look the same. You got to create a diversion. That's why you are professional players. That's why you're professional referees. You can't miss that. And I said it last night. This is a play that they work on starting back in OTAs, right? They work on this play all year. They're probably running once a week in practice just to have it in. And when they're going over those plays, and I don't know how Dan Campbell runs his meetings, but I know Coach Caldwell, right? We may be in the meeting on a Friday or a Saturday night, and he's just kind of going through talking. And he may say, hey, we got this fake, fake punt in. If the situation is right, we're going to run it. And this is a team meeting. He's letting everybody know. If the situation is right, we're going to run it. And if it's some crazy gymnastics to it, he's saying, hey, what do you got to make sure you get done? And the person that has to get that job done, they're saying, hey, I got to make sure I get in and let the referee know that I'm off the ball because I'm a gunner. So generally, I'm going to be on the ball, right? So I got to make sure I let the referee know that I'm off the ball. Why? Because we got somebody inside that's on the ball that we're trying to hide, and we got a fake fake play, right? But they're trying to make it look as close as they can. They're not getting way off the ball to where it's obvious. They're going to be teetering the line to where it looks like I'm on the ball, but I'm telling the referee I'm off the ball. And if the referee tell me to move back a step, I just move back a half a step but I'm not trying to make it super obvious, right? So when you have this play, you're going through it. Hey, we got this two-point We got this two point play coming up. You know, if the situation is right and we need to pull one out the hat, this is the play we're going to. So, hey, when we do this, Taylor, what do you have to do? I got to go report. Perfect. You have to go report. But, Panay, what are you going to do? I'm going to walk with Taylor. We got to create a diversion. We got to make it look like it's a lot going on over there. Dan, what do you have to do? I got to come off the sideline waving my arms like I'm the one that's running in. I got to create the diversion. I got to make them think that this is what has been the whole game. Taylor, what do you have to do? I have to tell the referee that I'm reporting. If you don't report, Taylor, we don't have a play. I can guarantee you that those are the things that are said in the meeting. So for Taylor Decker to be a veteran of which he is, it's hard for me to believe that Taylor went over there and didn't report. And for Dan being a veteran that he is, it's hard for me to believe that Dan went in and reported when he know he wasn't supposed to report on that play. It's just hard for me to believe that. I've been in the huddle with those guys. I've been in the meeting with those guys. It's just hard for me to believe that that happened. 
the referee just screwed it up and now they're trying to cover it up instead of him just saying i screwed it up and it won't give the lines the victory but at least you can stop trying to make up excuses about it and that, that's the thing that really bothers me. And and all the people coming out of the woodwork with something to say that is just blatantly incorrect, too. So Dean Blandino, he used to be an NFL referee. Now he works for Fox. He comes out and says, well, you know, it's Taylor's job to make sure that the ref hears him. OK, so you want Taylor to grab the ref because the ref just started leaving. So you want him to put hands on the ref and say, hey. I'm reporting, no, that's going to get him kicked out of the game for putting hands on a ref. How can you say it's his responsibility when the ref engages with him? They're face-to-face, and he just, it, I, I don't the understand. The ref looked him it. right in the face and nodded his head. Yeah. yeah. They they need to release the audio tapes. They Because everyone's mic'd up there. Absolutely everyone's mic'd up there. They have to release those tapes. Show us what actually happened. And I guarantee, like you said, it's going to show that Taylor Decker said, I'm reporting. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Yeah. And and Taylor used his right hand, right, because he's trying to hide it from the defense. So he kind of walks over, subtly does the little uh, reporting. The referee has to know that. Like I say, the referee heard him say I'm reporting. He looks and sees 70 running in the game. 70 has been reporting all game. So he just had a mental block and assumed that 70 was the one that was reporting. Like you, like he said, it even in his uh, pool or whatever you call it after the game, what does he say? They asked him. They said, hey, two guys came to talk to you. He says that's when number 70 reported. No, bud. 70 was 15 yards away from you at that moment. That's when 68 told you. So from that point right there, he assumed that Taylor was number 70. So when he saw 68 catch the ball, he's like, hold on. 68 is not eligible. 70 is. No, bro. The guy that told you <laughs> he was reporting was number 68. And I didn't hear it on the TV. I don't know if he said it in the stadium. But they generally announce such and such. I don't know if he said it or not. I saw him run over to the defense, say something to those guys. But I didn't see him stop and hit the thing and announce it or however they do it. I didn't. I didn't see that part. Maybe he did. Maybe he didn't. I wasn't at the stadium. So I didn't like see I it said, in real time. But in the, the videos after the fact, it shows that he does announce seventy while the Lions are in the huddle. So they're calling the play. They don't hear what was announced. Yeah, they're and not even, paying attention to that. And even if they did, the Lions don't have a timeout anymore. They are out of timeout. So even. 
if they had said, okay, you made the wrong call, uh, it's 68, they, there's nothing they can do to stop it. There's absolutely nothing they can do to stop it. The, no matter how you slice it, it's on the refs. Yeah, that's all that's all on the refs. And, and then I saw people trying to say that they were the lines were in an illegal formation. Well, first of all, guys, if Taylor Decker, if Taylor Decker reports as eligible, that means Taylor Decker is now your tight end. And so you can have center guard tight end. It's what you call an unbalanced line on the other side. In high school terms, you might call it tackle over, any kind of situation like that, right? So when you look at that backside, Taylor Decker is on the ball. The wide receiver is off the ball. But guess what he's doing? He's teetering the line. He's teetering the line, guys. He's getting as close to the line as I can be, but still been off the ball. That's why he's making sure that he's checking with the referee. Hey, I'm off. I'm off. I'm off. The referee is like, okay. On the other side, Sam Laporta is the tight end. He's clearly off the ball. So now the wide receiver has to be on the ball. Amon Ross St. Brown is clearly on the ball. So you got Amon and Sam Laporta on one side. And then you have all of the old linemen. That's the unbalanced line. And then on the back side, you got the guard. And then you got the tight end, who is Taylor Decker, that reported eligible. And then you got a receiver that's off the ball. So you got tight end, receiver, backside. You got tight end, receiver, front side. And then you got the running back in the backfield. Those are your five eligible guys. So it was not an illegal formation. It was legal. I guarantee you they practice that every week. They executed it to the T from the receivers. The Like they executed it to the T and the refs screwed them. And it's, it's just so frustrating after the fact too because you're not going to get the win out of it. You're not going to get another down to play it because the ref screwed it up. Instead, you just get the loss. You're pretty much locked into the three seed now. There's a small chance that if the Cowboys and Eagles win or lose next week, Lions can get the two, but it's a 3% chance. You're pretty much locked into where you are. And, oh, okay, great. This referee crew doesn't get to work a playoff game anymore. That's the punishment. They're not going to admit that they were wrong. They're just going to, behind closed doors, just say, yeah, yeah, you know, there's a punishment. We're not going to talk about it. Go away. Right. And and I just think that's not I just don't think that's right. I just I just I think there should be some some other level of accountability. Um, I think especially when you're having these national TV games, if we're going to have New York and all the instant replay and we're going to have all the high executives watching. I feel like they should have the ability. To overrule or you know make something up when it's necessary yes you want the referees to 
you know, call the game. But when there's something big like that in that type of moment, I think New York should have the power to be able to say, hey, guys, hold on. What's going on here? Because this is what it's looking like. It looks like Taylor Decker reported. Did you did you say the wrong number? Because this is what it looks like. If you said the wrong number, that's on you. Taylor Decker. Like, you see what I'm saying? Like, and I get it. They probably not going to do all that. But it does no good to come back and. It does no good. I mean, and, and think about the money from the lines. Like, do you go from possibly getting to have two home playoff games to now probably just one? Right? Yeah. Wild card game, you at the home. More than likely, unless there's some upsets in the wild card weekend, you're going to go on the road for round two. And you're going to have to go on the road for the championship game. If you're the three seat, unless there's some upsets. That's huge. Just com- That's huge. It, yeah, it completely changes the shape of the playoffs at this point. Because now we're going to get it. Now the Eagles lost earlier today. So it looks like the Eagles are going to end up being that uh, that wild card team. So they're going to be the five seed facing the NFC South whoever wins that. And then the lions are either going to be playing against the Rams or the Seahawks. And that's their one home playoff game week after that, depending on what happens with the Cowboys and uh, the other team, they're going to head to Dallas and they'll get that chance to make up for it. But too little, too late. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I said, I, I, I just think there has to be something that the league can do. And in real time to to make sure we don't have these type of situations. And I'm not just saying that because it's the Lions. I, I feel that way about the game. I I know how hard guys work to play this game. You know, I was watching the game with my kids last night, and I was just like, man, these guys are playing hard out there. You know what I'm saying? Like they're playing hard. They're grinding. And to have a game ripped away from you like that, you know, I was on the I was on the the side of a few of them when I was in Detroit. You know, I mean the Monday night game that we played in Seattle. And KJ Wright slaps the ball out out of the back of the end zone. That's clearly that's clearly a penalty. They don't call it in real time. And then guess what? After the game, the next day they want to say, "Oh, it should have this." We still got the loss. 2015, we're in the playoffs, right? It's after the 2014 season, but it's January now, so now it's 2015. We're playing the Dallas Cowboys. We're playing the Dallas Cowboys in Dallas. We throw a pass to Brandon Pettigrew. It's a clearly pass interference. They threw the flag. They threw the flag. And then you come pick it up and say, oh, no, that wasn't pass interference. Really? This happens far too often to Detroit. Far too often. And it's sickening. Yeah. 
and and far too often with this referee crew as well. They're the ones that had that Seahawks playoff game with this referee and crew. The Lions are now 0-6 with these guys as the refs. It's just, I I don't want to be the conspiracy theory guy. I don't want to do that, but that's not a coincidence. Stuff like this is, it happens too far too often. It's either irresponsibility, negligence, or something else. And I'm not going to say what it is, but where do you go from here as the Detroit Lions? Because you're still in the playoffs. You're still the three seed. And now you've kind of got a little bit of extra motivation, don't you? It's Detroit versus everybody right now. Yeah, I mean, I I don't think it changes anything far as where Detroit goes from here. You know what I'm saying? I think, you know, you look at the situation, okay, we're locked into the three. You know, does that change how they approach the last game of the season, knowing that you can't make the two and you can't make the four, you're stuck at the three. Um, does it change it? You know I mean, I think it may change the second half. You know, I think I think they'll come out the first half and play it normal. And, you know, if they're winning, I don't know, they may pull some guys. If they're losing, they may pull some guys. You know what I'm saying? Um, but then again, you know, Dan Cameron might be like, hey, man, we're here to win. We're here to play. We want to go into the playoffs playing well. So we want to win this last game. We want to build a, 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 a culture of winning. We don't want to build a culture of losing. Winning is a habit, and we want to continue to to build on that. So, hey, we're going to win this game. You know, injuries happen. I, I hope nobody gets injured, but that's a part of the game, right? So I don't know exactly how they're going to approach this last game. Oh, but I definitely feel like, you know, that, that loss last night was, like I said, it's just, it just heartbreaking. You know what I'm saying? It's just heartbreaking. And like I said, I've felt it and dealt with it as a player. Now to be on the other side as a fan. You know, it's just it just sucks. It really does. It really, truly does. And it was it was a good game. It was a fun game, an exciting game. The Lions had their ups and their downs. They gave up 227 yards to C.D. Lamb, but they also were in opportunity to take that game. And here we are just talking about the refs. Do you have any takeaways from this game? Anything that you saw that stood out for the Detroit Lions, for the Dallas Cowboys? Just anything that you saw throughout the course of the game that you want to dive into? You know, I thought that was a well-played game, both sides. You Mm -hmm. know, I thought that was a well-played playoff type of game. You know, I think that was exactly the type of game that everybody looks for when we talk about big games. And what I mean is, I don't think people want to see the 50 to 55 games, 45, 40 games, because that generally means it's probably bad defensive play going on, right? And I don't think people want to see 7-0, 10-7 games, because it's probably some bad offense going on, right? Defenses are dominating but most of the people will say the offenses were just playing bad i think when you have a game like that right the 20s the 19s the 24s the 20 like that's enough exciting offensive plays with some good defensive plays right lines had turnovers cowboys had turnovers right so the defense is making plays 
and the offense is making plays. And I think that's what you want from a fan's perspective, right? You want excitement of your defense making a big interception, right? You're getting that excitement of a big sack, a big third down stop. But then you're getting the excitement of a big-time drive put together or a big play, right? Um, so I think from a game standpoint, it's a really, really good game. You know, I think the Lions, it shouldn't have been close. You know, the way they played defensively, they were 7-3. The score should have been 5-0, right? You get a safety on that, on the big pass. They don't get that touchdown. You get the ball back, it's 5-0. You score a touchdown, it's 12-0. Instead, you're 10-7, right? Um, plays like that is what hurts you, right? And that's just simply making a tackle. And I don't know what you're thinking in that moment. You know, do I not want to hit the quarterback? Or Like, I don't know what you're thinking in that moment, but you got to do something. And that, that right there was a big, big, big play in the game. So when you look at the lines, yes, they can be cleaner in that regard. I think their third down play calling was atrocious, you know. Running those delayed draws from the shotgun. Yep. No. David Montgomery, Jameer Gibbs, they're getting four to five yards of pop coming downhill. Let's, let's run downhill at it. Get under center. Let's run downhill. Those slow developing off the shotgun, like those plays were not working. And we called them several, several times. Um, Not good. I didn't think they got Sam Laporta involved in the game until the last, the final drive. And it could have been how they were playing them earlier in the game and the last possession they they were kind of playing safer. I don't know. But I didn't really feel like Sam Laporta made an entrance into the game until really the end of the game. Um, I think secondary-wise, you know, I don't know if we can continue to put Cam Sutton on the number one guys and expect him to be that guy. Like, I know he's the probably the best that the Lions have, but I just don't know if we can continue to put Cam Sutton on those guys because he's just not getting it done. And, you know, and I'm not a DB hater. I just never liked DBs wearing high-top cleats. That's just me. I, that's just me. He's out there in high-top cleats. And I get it. That may just be his swag. I'm not hating on him, but that's just hard for me. But from the very beginning, C.D. Lamb had him, you know, and it's simple. Just, hey, you just make the tackle right there, and it's a simple play. You miss the tackle, he runs for 40, right? Like just simple things that we see week in and week out that, you know, he's getting a hard task. I get that. I get that. But we can't commit two guys to somebody and one of them being a top corner and another one being a top safety. Like We can't commit two guys to him, and he still has 200-plus yards. Yeah. Like, we can't do that, right? You could have put me out there, and he could have did that, right? Uh, but I just think overall the Lions play good enough defensively to win the game. Right, you take away that one play, you know, they played even better. I think offensively, 
you know, all those little screens and those. I, I, I think a lot of times these these coordinators, they just they just not okay with just running the ball. Like I feel like Jameer Gibbs and David Montgomery was dominating the game for the most part. They're not okay with that. They want more. And you know, those turnovers hurt. That's a part of it, but it still hurts, you know. So my thoughts are I think the Lions are in a good spot. I think they went on the road to a tough environment and played a really good game, a game that they definitely had a chance to win. Um, I think the Cowboys, defensively, they played pretty good. I didn't think they played really good offensively. C.D. Lamb had a big night, but I didn't think offensively they played very good. I think the league got it wrong and messed up a really good Saturday night football game. I think both teams did what they were supposed to do to entertain the fans. And I think that if the referees in the NFL got it wrong, that's just what I think. But it makes for better headlines, I guess, going throughout the playoffs. Makes for more interesting football, I guess. But it's just I'm tired of the NFL getting a pass, the referees getting a pass for not being at the top of their game in the biggest moments of the biggest games. That's the true sign of being a pro. I tell people that all the time. NBA, the best team is going to win. Baseball, the best team is going to win. Hockey, the best team is going to win. When you got to beat a team four out of seven games, the best team will win. We can go back to the 2001 NBA Finals. Allen Iverson was able to get one win against the Lakers. Right? So in football playoffs, he won the Super Bowl. One game. That's all I needed. But the Lakers won the next four games and win the series four to one. Why? Because the best team is going to win. In football, it's not the best team. It's who's the best that day. And to me, that's the sign of being a pro. Being at your best when your best is needed. That's the sign of being a pro. And in that moment, the referees did not perform like professionals. And I, that's really all there is to it. They did not perform as professionals and of course the detroit lions are the ones that suffer yep it's a damn shame but we will bounce back we will see how things play out we've got another game against the minnesota vikings we'll see how they decide to play that whether we see some teddy bridgewater teddy bridgewater announced he's probably retiring after the season so does he get the second half do they keep jared goff in all game do they give teddy the kneel down at the end do they try and get taylor ducker a touchdown to make up for it a lot of stuff that could happen this week and we're just going to be along for the ride yeah I'm just interested to see him play well, get into the playoffs. Teddy Bridgewater retires. Congrats on the on the career. Um, but I'm ready to see them finish the season on, on a high note, good note, going into the playoffs healthy and see if they can make a run for it. 
And that's all we can ask for. Go into the playoffs healthy. Get that first win in Detroit, whether it's the Rams, whether it's the Seahawks, whether one of them falls out and the Packers or the Vikings somehow make it. Whatever happens, we will be there to cover it. We will be there alongside you. We will be there believing in the Detroit Lions. So until then, we will see you next time. Peace. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus. You can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.